Welcome to the Private School Marketing Minute podcast, the weekly podcast teaching you how to get more students and keep more students enrolled in 10 minutes or less. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're enjoying your week and you are safe and healthy and excited about what is coming up in your life as we get closer to the holiday season. And if you're not quite feeling that way yet, then that's okay too. Times will change. You'll get there, I'm sure. I am excited about 2023. You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom in the news, and I think some of that is true. But I also know that it's never as bad as it seems, and it's usually also as never as good as it seems either. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities on the horizon for private schools because there are always a lot of opportunities up for grabs when economies go through a shift. So I'm encouraging you to be optimistic and not operate from a perspective of fear, but rather remain vigilant in innovating and working on your school's marketing. Now, I've been doing a lot of email writing over the last couple of weeks for a client of mine, and it's been a good time. I do really enjoy writing and uh, writing emails, (laughs) as uh, weird as that sounds. Recently, on episode 15 of this podcast, I talked about how Will Patch, who is the Senior Enrollment Insights Leader at Niche, posted on LinkedIn about his experience with secret shopping colleges and how he received the same old generic bland emails from most of those schools. So this topic seems timely and is also one that I know a lot of schools and businesses for that matter need help with. So let's get into it. First off, we need to start by saying email marketing works and it has worked since email was a thing. The problem is that most businesses and schools use it badly. Now, what that means for us regular people and for your prospective families is email blindness. We get a ton of emails. We have 400 unread emails in our inbox and we check it every day and only open a handful of them from the companies or people that we actually care about while the rest just get buried deeper and deeper in our inboxes. Let me know if you can relate. Now, the main goal is to become one of those handful of people that our subscribers actually care about. Achieving that is the entire name of the game. So let's talk about how to become one of those people. There are a few things that you can do to achieve this status in the minds of your readers. Now, the overarching idea here is to deliver a great email experience. That should be the standard that you check all of your email against. Okay, so what does this practically look like? Now, the first thing is segmentation. Your entire list should not get the same emails every single time you hit publish. Doing so will guarantee that you're being too generic and falling into that category of I don't really care in the minds of your subscribers. In any given list, there are at least a few ways you can segment to enhance the experience of receiving your content. For example, you can segment by interest. What types of things are they interested in? Your sports teams, your school clubs, things like that. You can segment by relationship. How engaged are they with your school? Do they open every email? Are they active in your Facebook group? These people should be segmented and treated differently because they are your most engaged customers. You can also segment by grade. 
which is obvious the grade that the student is in. Now, by delivering content that your users are interested in, you're taking the first step towards being important in their minds. Segmentation alone will put you ahead of the pack because your emails will stand out in the sea of generic, useless emails that flood our inbox every single day. So start with segmentation. Also, as a side note, don't be scared of people unsubscribing. Unsubscriptions are a good thing. They keep your list clean and free from people who aren't interested in what you have to offer anymore, which helps your open rates and your deliverability. Now, if you're doing email marketing the way that I'm teaching you today, then people unsubscribing is a fine, natural thing that will happen and is actually good for the health of your list. Okay, so next we need to put ourselves in the shoes of the reader. And when we do that, we see that no company or school emails us just because they want to catch up on our personal lives. Okay, we're not pen pals. They're not here to chat about anything really granular going on in, in my specific life because they don't have that personal of a relationship with me. And in most cases, they can never have that personal of a relationship with me. So 99% of the time, they're emailing me to sell me on something. Now, every email subject line I see in my inbox, I'm looking at it through this lens. As a school marketer and a marketer in general, that makes it hard to break through the guard that our readers have up unless you write your emails from their perspective. What I mean by that is to make your emails entertaining and interesting enough so that your subscribers want to read your emails even though they know that you're trying to sell them something. So I've used this method for dozens of clients and it works like a charm. In fact, I learned it from being on the opposite side. For years, I was a part of this marketer, name is Perry Marshall. Uh, I was a part of his email list because I purchased a couple of his low ticket items like books uh, over that time span. But I read every single one of his emails even though I knew he was trying to sell me on his other marketing courses. Eventually, I had enough money in the company to invest in training and guess where I went. That's right, I didn't even need to look anywhere else because for years I've been receiving proof after proof that this is the place to go to get the training that I need. Now I've spent thousands of dollars with this company and I couldn't be happier with the investment. It was great stuff and that's what you want to achieve. That's what I'm trying to teach you here today. I think the best way to illustrate writing emails that your readers find interesting and entertaining is to give you an example. So let's say you want to help push your prospects through the funnel and move them closer to becoming an enrolled family. In one of the emails, you want to talk about your accreditation with the FCIS, okay? Now, this is something that other schools in your area might all have, so it might seem like it's not a differentiating factor for you, but if they're not talking about it, then it is a differentiating factor. Keep that in mind. Rather than stating this, rather than not stating this fact altogether, or rather than simply saying we're accredited by the FCIS, let's turn this into a story that's enjoyable and relatable. So I might title that email something along the lines of what we learned by welcoming critique from one of the most rigorous private school associations on planet Earth, or how being critiqued got us to where we are today and how it's shaping our future. Or maybe, while some shy away from critique, we welcomed it with open arms and here's what we learned. 
Now, in that email, I would tell a story of how critique can be scary, how no one likes to be judged. I might add in a personal anecdote of a time when I was judged and how it made me feel. I drive home the pain that that causes uh, with a few real life examples and start to resolve that pain with the pleasure that we get when we grow and then finish it with what it means to be an accredited school. Alternatively, I might talk about a time when I had a boss that demanded the most from her team and how she came off as tough and hard to please, but ultimately how she developed her team into being the best that they could be by pushing them and having a high standard and how that led to a successful business. That these are much better ways to say we're accredited. Why? Because the average person doesn't know what that means or what that takes, but the average person can relate to being pushed to grow and the pleasure that they get from achieving that growth when it's all said and done. That is how you get your point across. Now, I think I could probably do more episodes on this topic, but I believe you have enough to get started with here today. So if you'd like more episodes about this, then send me a message on LinkedIn. My link will be in the show notes below. Uh, Thanks for listening. I've been Nick, and I'll see you next week.